And welcome on in. Julie Donaldson joined by Logan Paulson and Santana Moss. So the first week of camp is officially in the books. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's Trev and that's the Stoner. We're a DC Sports Channel and we're bringing you the best content about all of your favorite sports teams. Today it is the Commanders and a very exciting day for the Commanders as it was the first day of full pads. And uh, to add to that excitement, we're going to bring in none other than Julie Donaldson, the Senior Vice President of Media and Content for the Washington Commanders. Julie, thank you for joining us here on Ref the District, your second appearance. Uh, We appreciate you jumping on and engaging with us. It's quite a welcome, I will say. I feel like I need to have my shoulder pads and held on to <laughs> Well, it has it is an exciting day for the commanders. We are gonna real quick though, it's a very big sports day for for DC sports as Juan Soto from the Nationals was traded. How does that have is there any kind of ripple effect that it has across to like the commanders and everything? Were you guys talking about it as is like blowing up today or is it all business pads are on? Let's talk. Uh, let's talk some commander stuff. I mean, it was mentioned in passing in the hallways. Um, I mean, that's, that's big news. Uh, you know, I mean, you would have loved to them get to a deal to keep them. You want us to keep your star players, the guys that you bring into the team, but um, yep. It's the nature, it's the business, and at the end of the day, it's all about money, and I guess they decided it was just too much, so, you know, I don't think it has any impact on what we do at the Commanders, but certainly you talk about some big moves, because we all support each other, you know, the Nats hopefully mm-hmm. support us, and, and of course we support them, so we'll see, it's, it's um you know, look, I, I, I got to host the parade for, for them a couple of years ago when they um, did the World Series, which was absolutely amazing, yeah. um, but they're in a time of rebuild, so we'll just see how long it takes, especially when your star guy is now gone. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, our star gonna... guy did sign, Terry McLaurin <laughs> yeah. signed in the offseason, so uh-huh. at least we're, we're good on that front for football. Trev's got your next question. Uh, yeah, so training camp related. Last year in Richmond, uh, I think a bunch of us could agree that was one of the best training camp experiences we've all had and been to. You know, getting ready for the rebrand, the new logo, all the all the new things coming. Now with all that here, with this training camp, is there any difference? Is there more excitement or is it about the same? So what's the atmosphere like this year with all the new stuff? So, I mean, it, it's a transition, right? We, we mm-hmm. haven't been in Ashburn for a long time. Um, when we did come back to Ashburn last year, it was still during COVID, so we weren't allowed to open it up. But look, I personally, I like Richmond. Um, I know logistically it is a lot more work. Um, it's hard for the team to be on the road. There's just so much more that goes into it, but it kind of feels like sleepaway camp, right? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. you're actually gearing up for something. We're here. A lot of us are at the practice facility every day. Anyways, we're like, it's another day at work. We just get to have more people around the building for it. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's great to be able to have fans kind of coming out for it. Um, you know, but we, we've been kind of testing the waters and like what actually works, um, and, and how are we doing that? And how can we really maximize this, that it can be safe for everybody that's coming out, that we fit within the guidelines of what's allowed to come on out. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying really hard to make sure we get it right, that we bring the fans along with us. But um, it is great because officially football is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes by so fast. Yes, but I sir. love talking about it and seeing everybody out there um, in the new helmets. I think those are slick looking. Oh, yes. They're so good. Yes. Best helmets in the league, bar none. Yeah. And, you know, now we've got a couple of months of saying commanders. So um, we're mm-hmm. ready to rock and roll. 
So yesterday, Julie, uh, Nathan and I, thanks to our friend and yours, Tailgate Ted, uh, we were out at training camp yesterday. Got my tumbler. You didn't right? stop by and say hi. Oh, this is wow. See, Julie? Julie. See? This is stalking you. See the he guys really I, was. He see kept the guys trying, I work with? I'm telling you, he was trying see? to get over there, but you were always busy. You are always engaged. Oh, my. You, know, you, bro. you have work to do. And we didn't want to necessarily interrupt. Rio got a picture. Rio yeah, got a picture. Yeah. Bobby got a picture. Stone, you got it. You come on. He did. He did. Bobby always does come because Bobby yeah. comes up and says hi to me. See, Stoner, I got a picture of last training camp, okay? Because I went up and said, hey. Hold on. Just saying. That's exactly what I was leading into here is that I was trying to work my way over to talk to Julie. But every Mm -hmm. time she was was on air live. She was busy. Doing things, right? Logan was at Logan Paulson and Santana, right, was there with you. And then Mm -hmm. so I, you know, I I backed away. Next time I go check, she's gone. And and so I couldn't talk to her then. So I never got a chance. But is it what do you think of that whole live doing live while the team is practicing behind you and getting those guests? That's your first time doing that, right? Well, what's that experience been? So, well, we did live last year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you know, and, and look, I come from broadcast, so you know, yeah, right. I don't want to age myself too much, but I've been in this business for over 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. live is what you live for, it's what I love, I enjoy. Um, mentally, it's different. It, you know, it's probably for the same of a player of is this practice or is this a game? You know, you right. just, your mindset goes into it a little bit differently. So I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I really love working. Logan Paulson is an absolute stud for us, man. He is so smart. He is all into the weeds on everything with this team. Santana Moss, I, I can't speak highly enough for him. And of course, it's great being able to get the players coming up to us um, each game and look, or each practice, you know, for that. And, you know, we're hoping that we're creating content that folks like. I mean, we've yeah. really worked hard to kind of get a new look, a fresh look to really kind of update update our graphics, what we're capable of doing. We've got a really great team of people putting the show together. So each show we're kind of stretching and testing ourselves to see how far we can go um, and and put up a really great product. So I'm enjoying it and I hope folks are as well. And, the, and um, another reason, sorry, Nathan, another reason I couldn't get to you because you were all the way on the other side where all the VIP. I'm, I'm telling you, he were. had he had oh like a personal gosh, Julie yeah. track. Julie, like, I, apologize always, always I apologize for the I apologize for these lame excuses. I'm so sorry. Uh, I apologize for these lame excuses. Sorry, Nathan. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> you brought up time, lo- yeah. just Uh-oh. do. You know, jumping jacks, cartwheels, or something, and I'll I'll pay attention. Very good. Jumping jacks, cartwheels. He's going to get your autograph (laughs) next time. Just going to let you know that right off the gate. We're fellow Gators. I'm just saying. I know. I know. You you brought up Logan Paulson, Santana Moss, uh, and joining you there. Uh, Another returning you know name for the Commanders is Ryan Kerrigan. What's it been like having him back around the building and and helping around that camp? It was so great. Like when he was first coming in, you know, we're, we're trying to keep this really under wraps is we want to be able to make sure the announcement goes the way Ryan wanted it to go. He deserves that much respect. And it was funny. I was in the building and I see the whole team coming out and I'm thinking they're waiting to go into the meeting room. And I'm like, they are going to ruin our shot. (laughs) They set everything Mm -hmm. up. So we have the videos playing (laughs) of Ryan in there. And, you know, you're thinking like you want the good welcome in and typically, you know, like when Jahan Dotson comes in, everybody tries to like move behind the cameras so you're not in the shot. So it's just Jahan and Coach Rivera or whomever. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, wait a second, they came out specifically for Ryan. And it was such a precious moment. Mm. Um, I mean, I get goosebumps kind of thinking about it now because it goes to show mm-hmm. just the respect um, that he has earned within this club, within those that play the game. And just the way that they really celebrate um, who he is as a player. It's not just the fans mm-hmm. that love him. 
those that play the game that love them as well. So many different players I talked to that had the opportunity to play with Ryan. I'll ask, you know, different questions on like, you know, who do you talk to or where do you learn or model your game after, you know, especially come in and almost every single one, especially in the defense or that D line group specifically will say RK because, you know, he didn't get to play what 193 consecutive games without knowing how to take care of his body. That is a testament to how he approaches the game. Uh, He made it clear he wants to get into coaching. So I think it's great. He's going to come back for that one day on Saturday. The coach Mm -hmm. Rivera says, Let's have you around here. Our D line could mm-hmm. use your wisdom and your leadership. Let's have you around, feed these guys, mentor them up, and see if coaching is really for you. Because you know it, it's co- coaching is tough, man. They're the first it's in at six a.m., yeah. five a.m., and they'll mm-hmm. be there until eight nine o'clock at night, uh, a good six days a week. Um, mm-hmm. But Ryan would be a great at no matter what he wants to do. Uh, I'm kind of going to transition away from training camp for a second, just to get it back to you and what you got coming up. So you just got done calling games with D Angelo Hall. Mm-hmm. Now you're about to start calling games with the Iron Man himself, London Fletcher. Can you kind of explain how you feel about that opportunity you've got coming up for you this season? I love D'Angelo and I love London. Um, yeah. You know, both of those guys are just great guys. They're great at their craft. You know, I was disappointed when D'Angelo wanted to step away and do other things. Um, in all honesty, because I just I loved working with him and I felt like we kind of were getting into a groove. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I just know he also has my back and London's going to be great though. I mean, I, I don't have to talk him up at all. Right. He wants this. He wants to work so hard at it. He's actually probably coming in tonight. Um, so he's going to be out there at camp Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we have the open practice at FedEx field on Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll be doing just what we did with D'Angelo, um, and Bram and I, when we first started is we'll be mm-hmm. calling it off the television to kind of see how we test each other's chemistry and rhythm and when, you know, when, who interjects at certain moments. Um, But London is so coachable. He wants to do it. He misses being at the games on the field Mm -hmm. with the players, with the coaching staff, kind of really getting into that. So I'm excited. You know, I mean, look, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Of course, there's a little bit of nerves of knowing like, okay, the first few games, it might take a little bit to get into that rhythm. Um, Mm -hmm. But we want it all so bad that it's, it, it can't be anything but coming from a place of passion, um, which means hopefully the fans will feel that as well when we're calling those games. So, Julie, uh, I'm going to ask you. It's not a tough question, but it's a. It's a. It's a I know, question. right? I'm nervous. I know. I just hang on. I, Me too. <laughs> don't get See? nervous. Don't get nervous. <laughs> Has this organization? You talk to Logan and Santan, and you talk. You go out there and you watch the plays, and you talk to beat reporters and all of that stuff. Has this organization turned the corner in terms of stability at quarterback with Carson Wentz? Is is there a different vibe in camp with Carson Wentz leading this team? There is, um, you know, but look, there's also a different vibe with Ryan Fitzpatrick back there hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. you had a, have a veteran leader. And I think that's one of the big things that this coaching staff really wanted is this team is very young. The offense is relatively young and kind of growing into their positions. But the one area where they really wanted to make sure they had somebody who had control of the playbook and control of the game is that quarterback. Um, And to have that like that calm and that presence under center. And that's the one thing when you do talk to guys is Carson does bring that, you know, he he's he's going into that. And he also is in this place where same as Ryan was last year, you know, you got to have to earn it. You know, Ryan Patrick bounced around like nobody's business in the league and really wanted to solidify the fact that he would have the time to start and earn his place as that starter throughout the entire season. Unfortunately, that ended just way too soon. 
But Carson's the thing. He has to stay healthy in order to be effective. You know, he's still, you're still kind of seeing right now, the defense is ahead of the offense. That is expected. These uh, practices early on are kind of set up for the defense to have some early success as he's trying to figure out, you know, guys flying at him. They only just put on pads, um, getting in mm -hmm. his face under pressure where he's going with that. Um, so it's hard to get a legit real hard read, but nobody is worried about Carson coming in here and being able to take control of this offense. You know, the big thing with him is he's got to be consistent uh, throughout yeah. the game. And I think that's been something throughout his career he's really had to work on. Um, but they have faith in him leading this offense. They have faith in his leadership. As he says himself, he has grown as a leader over the years, having a family, being in different locker rooms of understanding what is needed of him. So it's still very early on. Um, and the pads only just went on. And I mm -hmm. think as we get a little bit further into camp, We'll be able to see that often start to click and get into groove a little bit more. Julia, that wasn't, Sam, a little, that wasn't, little that scary, right? it wasn't too scary. Okay. It wasn't. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you, Stoner. Thank you. Thank you. You, you didn't drop the ball <laughs> on that one. Uh, Julia, I, you did drop the ball. However, uh, you didn't say take command. You said you take control. I'm really disappointed. You didn't go with the Oh, my the, God, y'all. What are y'all? Uh, <laughs> no, you, you brought up Jahan Dotson. Uh, a lot of people are really excited about Cole Turner. What have the rookies been bringing to their first NFL camp? I mean, Dotson, man, I, I'm excited for him. I really mm -hmm. am. You know, look, this is a player that they knew that they wanted and they were targeting very early on, which is why they knew, if, you know, they would move back um, in order to get him to be able to make sure that, that he is their guy. Um so it was, it was somebody that they wanted very early on. One of the reasons they wanted him is they felt that he was one of the most ready to come in and contribute in the league. And he's already showing that. Like, he's just, he, you know, you want to say he's like another Terry McLaurin. He's quiet. I said, he's I said business, that. He works hard. But you, like, but let's be real with this. Terry McLaurin was drafted in the third round to be a special teams player. Yes, John Dotson's exactly. drafted in the first round to become in and instantly be a contributor in the first team on offense. You know, even if they start talking about how in college he'd return, you know, um, return punts or whatever, they're like, I, we don't know that we want to waste him on that because we need mm -hmm. him on offense to stretch the field. He's fast. He's got like really good hands. Um, he knows where to be. Uh, and, and he's just soaking it all up. So John, I'm, I'm high on, and I'm excited, um, to be able to see him be able to be added as a weapon in this offense, as we know that we've needed that help for Terry McLaurin. Um, and then, you know, if you talk about Cole Turner, Man, he's looking mm -hmm. good. You know, this is a receiver mm -hmm. turned tight end, and he has got height. And Carson wants a lot of quarterbacks love their tight ends, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. not just a person that does. And reason being is because they're big, tall bodies. They're easy to see. They can get over defenders. And you're seeing Cole, especially like in the red zone like that, being able to go up there and really elevate himself. Um, and he's got good hands, good route running. They're not asking him to do a lot of blocking. He's not necessarily that guy you're going to have out there for the blocking. But I do believe that he's going to be able to contribute, especially as we have to wait for Logan Thomas to get back on the field. Yeah, I was going to kind of ask you that outside of the obvious draft picks and players from last year. Is there anybody else that's kind of standing out or if you've seen improvement from last year, whether it be a Antonio Gibson or um, anybody like Deron Payne? Like, is there anybody that's just standing out like you've seen progress from? Um, yeah, I mean, Deron's on a mission. Oh, <laughs> He's yeah. In a contract year. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, he knows it. I have a feeling he probably has that, like, you know, over his mirror in his bathroom. Like, contract right. year, every play matters. You want a payday, mm -hmm. this is what you have to do. But John Allen set the tone for that. Like, this is how you get paid. 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, you go out there and you don't give up on any single play. And he's in the backfield almost every single play, just blowing anybody and everybody up. He's got that athletic ability. Now he's got the mindset just really locking in. So really exciting to see him in this year um, for that as well. Look, you talk about AG um, mm -hmm. and the growth from him. Like he doesn't like being considered a wide receiver turned running back. He wants to be a running back now mm -hmm. as he feels he's really kind of growing into his own on that. JD McKissick, glad he didn't go to mm -hmm. Buffalo. Uh, yes. He can line up all over the place. I never thought that was really going to happen. Um, right. So I'm glad that it did not. <laughs> yeah. he, he's a guy of Scott Turner's offense. He can do whatever you ask of him. Um, yeah. and he can That's make, great. you know, um, even today we had Charles Leno Jr. on the show, which will be out tomorrow. Uh, and he was talking about like, JD's that guy, he gets the ball. He just, he's going to, he's going to win um, whomever he's up against. And he's going to turn mm -hmm. what was a short gain into a long gain because he just has that ability to kind of like move twerk and, and, and get out there. So uh, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of different guys that I'm kind of excited to kind of see him grow. We'll see a lot more as we do get further into pads, because I, I think it's not been the most fair assessments without the pads. Um, and we just had day one of that, but this is mm -hmm. the time to know what kind of football players you have. Also, were you surprised with the Gandy Golden move? Was that yeah, shocking you know, to you or did I you mean, see that coming? I talked to him straight when he was drafted out of Liberty, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it is a smaller school. And while he was a stud at Liberty, you have to be realistic. In Liberty, he's mm -hmm. going up against different players and he's going up against the NFL. Uh, mm -hmm. They beefed up. I mean, he got he got big um, being a wide receiver, turned to tight end. They really wanted to see how he elevated with that. Uh, I'm not going to knock a man for ever wanting to go back and, and continue right. their education. And I can't, mm -hmm. I didn't talk to him. So the only thing I have to go off is what coach Rivera said. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, to, to make it in this league, you have to be more than all in. I mean, because it's going to take everything from you. And if there's a part of him that wanted to go back to school, um, then he did make the right choice. Right. Julie, my last question is not a question. It's actually a request. <laughs> Would you mind talking to whomever you have to talk to? I don't know if it's uh, if it's any of the Martys or if it's if it's Coach Rivera. Can we just see if we can't maybe bring in another linebacker? You don't necessarily have to sign. <laughs> yeah. Do you know okay. any rubblings just, about that? Just bringing yeah, in well, another. I mean, LB? what I know is that that was we had thought early on in the season that is going to be what they were going to do and they were going to look to do. Uh, the mm -hmm. fact that they have not, and it's not saying that they still couldn't, right? Um, but right. the fact that they have not goes to show the faith that they have um, in Cole Holcomb in his growth and development, kind of taking over that mic spot. I think Cole really likes that challenge and mm -hmm. um, really kind of likes being that guy on the field. Um, that calling, the bullet, that's for certain. Yeah. Like, Tar Heel, baby, that's what we do. I think <laughs> as, as Damon Davis calls him, mullet man. Uh, he told me he was going to cut it off for his wedding and then he decided, nah, I, I just can't. It's got to keep it. Nah, like, I'm not yeah. sure it's going to look in a suit, but it's who he is, right? Exactly. Um, his wife like, likes the mullet as well. I think she encouraged it to grow out. Um, congratulations for him on that, though. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and Jamin Davis, you know, as, as Coach said, you, you can't teach speed. I mean, he's fast. He is athletic. They just have to be able to help get him to where, you know, and, and he said he's learning, he's getting a better grasp of the defense and what's asked of him. But this is a hard um, unit and room to really learn what Coach Del Rio wants of you to where you just, you're quick and you're thinking mm -hmm. fast. You're not being, you know, having to sit back and, and you know, you hesitate for half a second, you're beat. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's just getting Jamin up to that point. And then for them, you know, a lot of times it's just going to be, Two linebackers and who's playing that Buffalo nickel position, um, you know, and so who's playing that Buffalo nickel position, Julie? Well, 
Cam Curl a lot of times in there. And, um, you know, and at times they also bringing in uh, Benjamin St. Juice playing the nickel. But, you know, Cam Curl, like we talked to him the other day, too. He's really like the stage has never been too big for him, despite being drafted in the seventh round uh, coming in. Obviously, when he, we, we kind of learned his name, when Landon Collins went out, it's like, OK, let's see what this mm-hmm. kid has been on the field for a player through now <laughs> the majority of the time. And certainly we, we know his name now. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he's just he's just all about it. And now he's talking about coaching up the younger guys. You know, he's like, I like being in the box. He goes, but you know, I also wants to go back and cover because getting those picks is he's like, where you're going to make your money. Um, but he's a guy that they use in both positions and, and Benjamin St. Juice, you know, with his, his length, um, mm-hmm. you know, ability to kind of like turn and, and pivot as well in that spot. So they've been doing a little bit of rotation there, but they use it a lot. So yeah, request nice. denied is what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I'm just saying it's probably, I, I can say all I want. I, I yeah. have a feeling that they would be like, not listening to me. Okay. Like. Very fair enough. <laughs> Well, I want to bring this. Yeah, <laughs> I want to bring this full circle. We we talked about Terry McLaurin being the star for the Washington Commanders that was re-signed. He missed out on OTAs. What's it like having him back here for training camp and 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 very active and looking like Terry always does? Amazing. Who doesn't love Terry? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we knew that this was going to get done. It was just a matter of making sure you get the business side right on this. Um, but look, they understand the value of Terry, the importance of Terry. And then also just kind of the same as John Allen getting his deal last year. You have to reward the players that are going about it the right way because you need Mm -hmm. that example to the young ones coming in or to whomever comes in here. Like, this is how you're supposed to do it. This is how you're a pro. This is how you approach the game as, you know, on the field, as a leader in the locker room. And Terry McLaurin certainly is that. And of course, going to what you're talking about full circle with Juan Soto, you know, you want to be able to keep the guys that you bring in here mm-hmm. um, and that you draft. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that they got it done. Terry's happy, so well-deserved. Um, and, you know, he's, he, it, look, he's, he can't undermine how important and valuable he is to our offense. I've got one last question before you go, Julie, because sure. I know you're so busy. We haven't even mentioned it. Chase Young. I mean, we see the videos. He's in high spirits. He's at practice every day, doing his rehab, encouraging the young guys. What is what's it like? What's his what's his attitude like? And I know he just confirmed that he's gonna miss week one. Do you think it's gonna be longer than that, or do you think a pup list is possible? Or just a I, bunch well, of questions like, about Chase. <laughs> well, I just said that we, we don't know. It could be possible. It could be IR. Like we'll wait and yeah. see exactly where we are at that point and what makes the most sense for that roster spot that you need and when he potentially could come in and be active and contribute. So there's still a little time to go before we we probably get to that point. But they're anticipating him missing, you know, a little bit of time. Um, as they the coach said, like we're playing the long game here. Like we want him mm-hmm. around. 10 years like you know ryan kerrigan was not mm-hmm. just this season and i you know i think if anything you need to make sure that you go about it the right way that you're cautious you're careful but they're loving the way he's approaching his rehab they love the way that he's coming along you talk to the trainers you talk to the athletic staff um all of those that are working with him and he's doing it all the right way um you know it's a big injury he is in really great spirits you know, he comes right up and says hi to us almost all the time when he's around us, when he's, um, you know, by just such a respectful man, um, mm-hmm. which, again, is another testament to the character of player that they have, just like a Terry McLaurin, just like a John Allen, of getting mm-hmm. these guys that are just good, solid guys. They know what they need to do to go to work. Um, it's unfortunate we're going to have to wait till we see him on the field 
Um, but he's around, he's active, he's with the guys and he's, you know, really enjoying being out there. And uh, I, I guarantee when they do bring him out, um, you know, you hope he's as effective as, as everybody wants him to be, but we're just, we're just gonna have to wait a little bit. How many? I don't know. Yeah, we just need him healthy for that playoff push. I got so another Washington one, guys. Commanders <laughs> are headed to the deep. Let's hit, Julie, let's hit it, Jeff. Should we be panicking about Curtis Samuel? <laughs> no, because I'm told that we're not supposed to panic about Curtis Samuel. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it's a different it's a different injury. Uh, you know, and I think these are the things that if you talk to any trainer on groin injuries, groin injuries are tough. They're one of the worst mm. injuries that anybody hates to have a player go through. Um, because there can be so many other things that potentially happen from it. So while he feels good and he says when he cuts and all that stuff, it's not his groin hurting anymore, there's going to be tightness in the low back. There's tightness a little bit in the hamstring. And so they just want to be very you know, slow and cautious in making sure that they bring him along the right way. Um, they feel that they have this uh, really under control for it. So I'm not going to press the panic button until I'm told to press okay. the panic button. But right. I am the ever optimist, you know, the glass half full woman yeah. well. So, you know, okay. I'm buying, I'm believing, and I will speak it into existence. that There we go. Somebody contributing on our team. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> you have other guys out there getting reps. Yes. Uh, making mm-hmm. sure that they have the opportunities to be um, impactful as well. And that is called, gentlemen, the nature of the game. Yeah, Julie Donaldson, the GOAT. Julie Donaldson. Uh, Bring the, ever the optimist. So you have to agree with me here then, Julie. We're going 17-0 and 0 until you tell us <laughs> otherwise, right? Until they lose a game. Why right? Why not? Absolutely. I mean, it's Super Bowl bound the Washington Commanders. You heard it here first from Julie Donaldson, Senior <laughs> Vice President of Media and Content. We are going into our 90th season here. And right. there's so much excitement because there are so many franchises out there that don't have three Super Bowls to celebrate. They don't have the legends oh. to bring around, the Hall of Fame <sighs> players to show off. And we're going to be doing that all season long. I just saw the list of honorary captains that's going to be in every single game. So, I mean, we are we are loading up on making sure those that played this game that are so great that won the Super Bowls that's right. are going to be around. And they're around the team mentoring the guys too. And I think that's important. You have those guys with the rings on their hands coming in Mm -hmm. and talking to the players today to understand what it takes. So, you know, it's the ultimate goal. And we also appreciate Yeah, I know, bro, because it's been a while. A lot a lot has happened since we last had Julian. So uh the the blackout nights, the whiteout nights, like all this fan stuff that's coming with all the games, that's truly appreciated. How did that come about? Whose idea was that? I'm just sitting here. I was literally about to text Tanya Snyder and being like, because we were talking about like, we need really cool um, ladies gear as well. Yeah. Um, and so we were talking about it and they got great stuff. We're just like trying to get it all out there. But there's there's stuff that's going to be like throwbacks that you're going to really enjoy. Oh. Um, it's great to see fans out there. Like, you know, we have like a little shop we're selling out. So it's so great that we're, we're getting what we can out there. Um, but I was even saying, like, I need to go buy stuff because I'm I'm running. <laughs> Me low. too. You see, my this rebrand. <laughs> there's only so many polos and t-shirts to go around. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be some really great stuff coming that, like, I I hope I could get my hands on early just so I can rub it into all you guys. And yeah, then- just send it. You can just send it to. I'll give you my address, and you can just send me a you know replica or whatever. We'll be. We'll I be feel ready. bad. People are asking me all the time, like, how can I get this? And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to get it myself too. <laughs> yeah, yeah gotta, get in line, so, grab a ticket. Absolutely. Well, Julie, well, we'll card. I'm doing it. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> We appreciate you jumping on here with us on Ref the District. This is Julie Donaldson. You can check her out on the Commander's channels everywhere. They do produce their own content for training camp. Of course, you can come back here to Ref the District. Check out what we're doing. We'll be live Wednesday at 730, talking more training camp 
Stoner and I had the experience of going there and oh. we didn't get to meet Julie. We did get to Excuse see some out. good stuff, action going on. I got uh, so to see Julie last Julie year. Julie Dunn, <laughs> Senior Vice President, Media and Content for the Washington Commanders. And until next time, yep. be a fan. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thanks for watching. Trevor here, one third of Rep the District. Be sure to like and subscribe this channel for us, please. We greatly appreciate it. And after that, take a look at some of this extra stuff we got on our channel, too. You don't want to miss it. And always, be a fan. <laughs>